The reason why I've been really successful is because I have a system for everything. <laughs> so when I break down purpose, I don't break it down as like, oh, it's just an intuitive thing that I just found and discovered. No. Right. It's like, what is something that I'm really good at? Communicating, helping people, making people feel inspired, getting them out of their own way and allowing them to be successful. Whether it be dating, whether it be money, whether it be fitness, I don't care what it is. If I get in a conversation with you, I'm going to change your life. Nice. One way or another. Relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of It's Relational. My name is Kimar, and the any sense of regards, you know, we are expecting our first child, so sometimes she'll be in the episode, sometimes she won't. Just wish her well. She's good. Just wish her well. That's all. But on today's episode, today's episode, we are in the lovely Brooklyn Podcast Studio, and we was here for a couple of other episodes, but today's Yes, Lord have his mercy. Woo! Shout out to earlier guest Marvin. The second I get a late payment on my credit report, you mean to tell me I got to potentially wait two years mm. before I'm in position again to get funding for my business? And also Chisel Adonis. Since that was the case, he had said, you should go back to your room and do like a life, you know, reflection. If entertainment is something that you may want to look into. So I said, all right. For recommending this young, studious, handsome, okay. esteemed <laughs> fellow. Take it. His name is Amar. Right. And I just have to tell you where he's coming from, because as you know, we are here at It's Relational, It's Relational Feebody. You know, we are a relationship based podcast. So it only made sense to bring on a what? Love coach, relationship coach, just a peak expert, a peak performer expert. Right. So let me tell you a little bit about our guest who's sitting right here next to me. And we have one of the cameras that's going to zoom in on him and he's going to zoom in on his eyes. I'm telling you, mesmerized by his eyes. I know that might sound like, hey, yo, but pause just in advance. <laughs> but let me tell you a little bit about him. I have here that he started his coaching right in New York City. That's when New York City, you know, it happens. Everything here. I specifically at New York City Wing Woman an esteemed relationship coach agency based here. And he's actually been featured in WikiHow, Fox News, CNN, New York Weekly, LA Wire, and so much more. So he is a blasted big deal. Big deal. So he has a lot more that we're going to go through. But without any further ado, I want to bring up the man, the myth, the legend, the man himself, Mr. Ahmad. Big up, big up, big up, big up. Welcome. <laughs> Dude, man, I'm so honored and blessed to be here, man. Truly humbled. Honestly, that introduction, you know, that, that's a tough one to beat. That's definitely a tough one to beat. Was it better than Chisel Adonis and Marv's? 100%. That has to be. 100%. I was hecka nervous for Chisel Adonis. I, I didn't know if he was going to flame me for like the intro, like, hey, bro, what, what is going on here? Like, what are you doing? I mean, I, I, didn't know. I mean, listen, listen, Chisel, we talked about his nose. Marv talks about his nose all the time. And then Marv's also like two feet tall so that he can't really say anything either but anyways like i said we're not gonna get into that we're not gonna get into Are you that like, you're all. like the tallest between all three i think so boom so uh, they can't say nothing to you they I mean, look up to you <laughs> there it is there it is <laughs> let me stop before children make a whole youtube video on me like let's talk about this gentleman here <laughs> Yo, that's what we're doing. no man but honestly I, I was super excited to come here on the, on the show man uh, i've heard so many great things about you uh they rave about you all the time and man i'm really sad that your wife wasn't here i know i really want her to be here for this but uh I'm excited to be here, dude. Yes. Thank you again for coming on. And I just want to talk a little bit more of your background because I understand you're in the sphere, the environment for six years with the experience, obviously. Yeah. And you service over a hundred clients, both men and women. So now I, that guy was a little bit older, but uh, mm -hmm. over a thousand now. Ooh. 
Ooh, I'm sorry. I should have put an extra zero on my apologies. <laughs> and your age range is just is a variable. It's not like a fixed age range. It's not like, oh, it's only 30 years. Listen, man, my youngest client, very successful young entrepreneur, 15 years old. And my oldest, 72. Care to drop a knee? No, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Wow, that's what's up. And it just shows goes to show your versatility. It doesn't matter whom you are or who or whom, whatever. But he's here to help. 100%. And I love that. And then, so let's talk about So you help them achieve their personal goals in love yes, and growth enabling them to discover their ideal partner through your customized coaching program basically yeah so obviously you're saving lives literally um, relationships and potentially marriages yeah man that's a big deal it is <laughs> it definitely is and i think there's a lot of ego around the working with a relationship coach mm-hmm. especially for men i don't need a man to teach me how to talk to a woman right then i got it if you got it why don't you have one? Ooh, bars it's the truth because one thing it's like it's one thing i also mentioned one thing i look for is like mm-hmm. all right your frame is extremely important when you show up in life right you know and you got a lot of egos and you have to like kind of bring them back down to earth in a way that doesn't like step on their ego and make them feel a little bit insecure but make them like hey listen man i'm here to c- I care about you i'm here to help you so either you can sit here and complain or we can get past it and I can give you a set of tools or skills mm. to get you that girl you've always wanted or to give you the option to be able to get options. A big thing, like at least for me, the way I started, at least with relationship coaching, is I actually started off as a joke. Oh, really? I was never planning to be a relationship coach. <laughs> Not a, I saw the movie Hitch when I was, I think I want to say like 12 years old. And I was like, that would be such a cool job to have. And I just want to do it. And it's so cool. And I mean, look at us now, like 15 years later, here we are. So for me, when I was in high school, I used to do pretty well with women. Right. But the truth is, I had a skinny boy six pack and I was a soccer team captain. But in my head, I thought I had game. Mm. It wasn't until I graduated that I realized, yo, all these girls are rejecting me. Yo, I went to a dance club, just danced like some salsa or bachata. I went to an older lady. She was at least 60 years old. And I went to ask her, and she said no. I'm like, I'm doing you a favor. Mm. Why are you saying no to me? At that point, I realized, damn, I got a problem. <laughs> so then one day, I'm just sitting down in my boxers in my, in my kitchen eating Nutella. And I hear this ad comes up. And it's like, oh, this man can talk to any woman in the world. Legend, you know, he has 20 dates lined up. He's incredible. He's amazing. All you got to do is read his book. Mm. Like, All right. There's no way in hell I'm going to read a book that teaches me how to talk to girls. That's dumb. Then I hear that ad six more times that day. And I'm mm. like, you know what? I guess I'll read one page. Let's give it a Two shot. pages. Yeah. Those two pages ended up being 10 pages. Those mm. 10 pages ended up being 30. And then 30 ended up being the whole entire whole book. book. Then I realized it was one of the worst books ever written on dating. Oh. And I was like, okay. But I learned a lot from it. Right. So then I actually downloaded and got the good books. Mm. And I'm like... Holy, like, holy smokes, I'm learning a lot. I went to college. I was a freshman bringing all the seniors back home, back to the freshman quads. What? And my friend's like, yo, how are you doing that? I wasn't going to tell them I read a book on how to talk to girls. Right. So I'm like, yo, come to the common room as a joke and bring $5. Whatever day goes on, they come knocking on my door at 7 at night. And they're like, yo, where are you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Hold up. Let me get my whiteboard. <laughs> Got my whiteboard, went to the common room, had my first seminar, made $15. Mm. And in that moment, they got the experience and knowledge that I just learned from the books that I, you know, I was using. They started getting girls. They started telling their sophomore friends, because I was an engineer at the time. So they started telling their sophomore friends. The sophomore friends started telling their junior friends. Their junior friends started telling oh, their senior cool. friends. Yeah. And then the seniors had jobs. <laughs> so they started paying me a lot more money. And it, again, it was just a hobby. It was just a joke that ended up being significantly more. Wow. So are you originally from New York City? I forgot to get into that. No, uh, Boston. Okay. Born and raised in Boston, Massachusetts. Okay, okay. And then you went to, where was the college you went to? Uh, University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. Okay, I'm going to act like I know where that's at. Cool. 
Good. Let's talk about the transition. So you made a couple sales and then it started to really blow up. Like what was that turning point for you to actually like, I guess, can get it incorporated and become a business? So I came to New York and should start off as an engineer. Didn't really work. Ended up graduating with a psych pre-med degree. So understanding psychology, understanding human behavior. I loved it. That's always been one of my like passions and things I'm just so intrigued by. But during my time in college, I did a little bit of modeling and acting and I started getting a lot of success. I was on big brands mm. and I actually got signed to a talent agency in New York, a bigger one, and I had to move here. When I was with that agency, there was um, an audition for a reality TV show looking for men that need help with women. And it's going to be basically like these coaches that are working with them to help them with women. Right. And I was like, perfect. I work with these men all the time. I've done it in college. It'll be easy money to just kind of get on the side while right. I'm acting and modeling. I signed up for the audition, killed it, got the role. And I actually told the lady that was auditioning me. I was like, yeah, so you actually used to be a dating coach. And I'd been doing it for two years at that point, you know, because I was doing it in college. And I would love to work with your company if you're looking. She's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, you know, we'll, right, right. You know, because again everybody says they're a relationship coach or whatever and then you're like yeah we'll see whatever happens happens but I was really good at being the prospect I was good at being the guy that needed help with women because I've seen it so much so I got in there did really well we built a good relationship I don't hear from her for six months and then like one day I get a call randomly she's like are you free Wednesday and I'm like yes she was like I need you to come and I'm gonna be with a client one of my coaches just backed out for this session I need a, a, a coach fill in. Yeah. you know what I mean uh, your interview is this session so mm -hmm. basically you're gonna be working with me and him and you're gonna have to like on the spot get people's numbers on the spot in the middle mm -hmm. of New York City Trust me when I tell you, there has never been a more stressful interview. Like in that moment, you're like, I've been teaching this stuff. I have to perform. So I get in there playing it off. And I don't know, God blessed me. I don't know what, but something <laughs> blessed me. But both those girls that I, I got both the numbers in the first try. Mm. One was in the convenience store and the other one was on the street. Mm. And it was textbook. When I say textbook, it was like, in my head, I was like, I don't know what came over me. But it was like, I needed to be in flow in that moment. Got their numbers. Started working with that client right after. She loved it after that. I got the job. Three weeks later, this man got the most dates he's ever gotten in a week. He got, I think, six dates. Stayed with the company for a little bit and stayed with them for a good, like, after that, worked with them for a couple of years, became the head coach of the company, started training the coaches under me. And then when COVID hit, I developed a new system that was tripling the success of our clients within, like, half the time. And I started implementing it and the company started making a lot of money off what I was doing. But I wasn't getting paid crazy amounts. Right. So that's when I discovered High Ticket. Discovered High Ticket during COVID. Put my life savings into one program. Mm. Built it up. Scaled it. And again, I never bite the hand that feeds me. The owner of the NYC Women gave me my starting spot. Shout out to Cher Goldman. Love her to death. She's amazing. And I took those that material and I helped her scale her business to a six-figure, seven-figure company. Nice. Um, and Amen. ever since, it's just been blowing up. Next level, next level, next level. Wow. So your work doesn't stop at Love Coach. It keeps going. Like, you just help perfect people and, and their craft. 100%. My man. What's the name of your company? Uh, the Imperfect Suitor. I had to throw that in there because I knew it, but I, I couldn't say I wanted you to yeah, say yeah, it. I appreciate you, man. Where did that name come from? I mean, it seems pretty obvious, <laughs> but where did that come from? This is actually funny. And I hope she doesn't hear this. <laughs> but two years ago, I actually had somebody that wanted me to compete against the company that I was with. Mm. Wasn't the best deal. It was a little sleazy. And I didn't have the integrity mm. to do it. I felt really guilty. Because he's done so much for me. I couldn't just turn my back and just right. do that to her. So the person I was talking, I'm not going to mention names, but she was trying to get me to switch and like share my own company so I can compete. She gave me the name the perfect suitor. I didn't use it at the time. I wasn't ready and I didn't have the experience to actually start my own company yet. Two years later, when COVID hit and everything happened, I wanted to start my own company after I had the experience, right. after I developed everything and I used that name. Mm. And then she was, that lady was one of my mentors. So I, I wanted to reach out to her and I told her about it and I was hoping she would be happy for me like, oh, you use this. But instead, she got 
offended and tried to sue me. Oh, wow. And that was my first experience in the business. She sued me, she trademarked the name, and she basically was trying to get half of my profits just because I used the name. Mm. And that completely changed the way I look at business. It changed the way, I, and I'm like, these people are sharks. And she was a shark, but I'm like, I thought I was one of your mentees. Like, what would you, what would you right. do that to me? And so what I did is, I'm like, bet, take it, and I just added the M to it. Right, and I right, trademarked right. it, and I, and I got everything back to it, and I kept the domains, and because she told me she was assuming she wouldn't, she wouldn't get the, the rights to the domain, all that stuff. So I just switched it up, put the M in front of it, got everything on my own, and then and it's funny because that company name significantly better, mm. and it works better because it's not perfect because nothing's perfect, right? right and it, right. It, it, if anything, it increased my brand. But it was that was the first business lesson that I had to learn, being like, yo, it's a, it's a different world out there, mm. you know. So he basically saying, if you got a company out there, get it trademarked. That's one. The name, you know what I mean? There, there's so many legal stuff that you gotta you gotta worry about that I didn't realize because I was still a business a new business owner in business, guys. Just know that not everyone's gonna want the complete best for you, Fact. and it's extreme. And that's why I said for me, integrity is extremely important like if someone is good for you in the beginning just remember that relationship relationship relational <laughs> relationships are the most important currency in business Ooh, say that again say that again relationships are the most important currency in business Man. most of the money i've made has been because of my relationships and the people i've met Ooh, my cup running over with you saying that relationship is the most important currency Ooh. Ooh, already, man. Already. Oh, it's going to be a fun podcast, man. It's going to be fun. We're going to dive in. A lot of questions are now coming to mind. I wrote some down, but like a lot more are coming to mind. So I guess I want to ask you, you know, with your program, your coaching, how young are you? I'm 28 years old. Awesome. So do you ever feel like people have like that pride or that mm, I'm not listening to him because he's younger? Like what are people's stance when they come to you? Because obviously your age maybe is younger than them. I sell them my lifestyle. Mm. Are you where you want to be right now? No. Do you like my life? Yes. Do you want to have a similar life to my life? Yes. Here's my invoice. Wow. Simple. That's it. Simple. Easy. Well, at the end of the day, you're not attracting women. You're not making money. You hate your life. You hate your job. You're what? 42 years old? 43 years old? Mm. I'm 28 doing everything you've dreamed of. Sheesh. So, that's a slap in the face. What is it? I'm, I'm being, I'm being you're honest. You're being honest, yeah. Why don't you just pay me to teach you how to do this stuff? It's not about egos. I'm, I'm right. just saying, you can sit here and suffer. I'm not going to stop you. Or you can suck up your pride and let's work together. Wow. I need to drop the links in the bio for any and all your services so people can take advantage <laughs> discreetly. They probably won't tell us that it's relational, but discreetly. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's, a, it's a respectable slap in the face, 100%. honestly. And you have to really be you know strong in your own confidence. Well, you have to be strong enough to eat, be able to bear that. Because like you said, you're 28 doing what you love to do. They're 35, 40, whatever. Like, oh, yeah. Are you going to do something different? And here's the thing, man. This like idea of notion of the pickup artist. Have mm. you heard of pickup artists? Yeah. You know what I mean? Pickup artists were like guys that basically put on a facade or put on a mask. Girls fall in love with that mask. Once that mask is off, they realize that that person isn't the person she thought they were. Right. She breaks up with them. He's heartbroken and he does it over and over again. That's the cycle. Mm -hmm. I used to teach that in the beginning because that's all I knew. I knew pickup. I didn't know anything more than that. But it wasn't until I actually understood like psychology, behavioral psychology, how people interact, how people create attraction, how attraction is just perceived by other individuals, by girls, by guys, doesn't matter. Human beings overall. And then I was able to really develop a system that instead of just creating that mask, I made you that person. Mm. Once I made you that person, you didn't have to chase anymore. Now you attract because you're that person that's showing up consistently the way that women want to be around. Wow. So now in a sense, you're that leader figure that a girl is like super attracted to. 
Right. You're showing up strong. You're showing up smart. You're showing up. And handsome is, is objective. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, subjective. Handsome is subjective. Because right. at the end of the day, it's like you can come in with a nice suit, nice cologne. You're dressed nice. You speak proper. You speak with confidence. That could be that could be handsome to a lot of girls. It doesn't have to just be your look. Right. And once you develop these things, these tools, now every girl that you talk to is just somewhat maybe captivated by not just what you're saying, but just who you are as an individual. Mm. So for me, I became like a social engineer. Pretty much. I'm going to develop you. We're wow. going to focus on building you up. And it's not like what the stuff I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you like nice clothes what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna teach you how to think like a man who belongs at the top my man you sound like a top G well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like him I like him I mean, he's real he's real he's real, he's he's real. real. you know what I mean <laughs> I think just sometimes the delivery is a little much a little outlandish but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I love his content I think he speaks from the heart and I think again he's he's a marketer mm -hmm. he's gonna speak from a marketing perspective he's gonna put it out there he's catching the attention he's catching eyeballs right but I don't think that he actually because when you really hear his like genuine authentic self Talk. He really wants the best for people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why for me, I support it. I support right. that. I support because I, I hear in between the lines. I'm not looking at the big mask he's putting on. Of course, I'm looking at. The, at the end of the day, he cares, and a lot of things he's saying are very true. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not like nothing. Not to like bring down women in that aspect, but it's like understanding that for the men, they have to be. A lot of men nowadays are weak. Very. They don't know how to. You know what I mean? They don't know how to be a man. And like, what's what's being a man? Well, just being true to your word. That's just simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being true word. to your mm -hmm. word. That it's so simple, but it's so hard to understand. And also working why are we so afraid of working right why are we so right. afraid of building something great why are we so afraid of running away from our purpose that's one of the big things i teach my people i'm like focus on your purpose if you focus on your purpose you make that your number one priority i guarantee you girls are gonna come mm. your purpose is everything no woman should ever be the priority never mm. always be number two and a woman should understand she's number two and she should be okay with being number two because if she's number one you've lost sense of your purpose your purpose isn't about you it's about the world it's about the service you give everybody else and if you're focused on one human being and you're basically ignoring the seven billion other ones what are you really doing mm, my take time brother take time man take time i asked you this the scripted questions yet and you going in yo marvin taught me everything i know wow and then chisel taught me how to articulate it hey that's it you see, that? see y'all nice little trio man yeah, i gotta man. see y'all all together in one spot one day man we're gonna have a podcast at the baby us. shower y'all all gonna be together <sighs> Honestly, man, I might fly out. Yeah, that's fine. I might fly out. That would be yeah, that. That that would be good to support yeah. you, man. Oh man, little Come old on. me, little old me. Listen, listen. I don't know, man. You're special. You're dope. <laughs> I, appreciate <laughs> I appreciate you. I really do, you, man. I appreciate it. Well, all right. Let's get into more questions. Why do people? I mean, it's an obvious answer, but you know, coming from your perspective, why do people seek out love coaches like yourself? Like, what are they truly looking for? Like, I know you kind of touched on it earlier, but dive a little deeper from you. Why do people truly seek you out? A lot of people come to me and they're like oh well i don't know how to talk to a woman that's mm -hmm. not the issue mm. people might think it, communicating with women is the issue it's not the issue that mm. is the superficial issue oh the real issue is the underlying problem that you haven't dealt with and it's something that i, I mentioned because when i coach sales it's like the unknown levels of truth you mm. know what i mean and it's like it's a level of pain that you don't even know exists and ideally the reason you're struggling with women is, is because maybe your parents had a very bad relationship Ooh. so you saw your dad treating your mom badly and you think that's how you treat women or you saw your dad getting walked over by your mom consistently and you think that's how it is to be around a woman. That's how you show her love. Right. So in a sense, you get friend zone consistently because you're trying to be over this overly nice guy. In reality, like I said, look, the reason why guys get friend zone is because they do things for girls and not with them. Mm. Say that again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Woo, 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 guys woo. get friend zone because they do things for girls and not with them. Mm. If a girl asks me to do something for her, I'm like, let's do it together. Big difference. Wow. Respect. I mean. And this idea of this whole notion of guys, of girls saying, oh, guys, 
guys, I mean, girls don't like nice guys, BS. Mm. And the reason for that is it's not that girls don't like nice guys. Girls don't like predictable guys. Oh, girls love nice guys. But they love a nice guy with an edge. And the edge is him sticking up for himself. Him saying no. I'm not going to bend over backwards because you, you told me to jump. Mm. Excuse me, and? Give me a reason why I should jump. Let's mm. talk about it. I'm not going to sit there and like overpower you or be dominant. No, 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 no. I think there's, there's a point when, and I think what a healthy relationship consists of is a good balance. Absolutely. You know, like if you work for a company and it's your like company gathering and you want to go in there and you want me as a guest, I'm taking a step back. That's all you. Mm. It's not about me. I'm going to do everything in my power to let you tap into that masculine side. I'm going to take the more feminine role in that moment. Right. We can switch. My ego isn't so fragile that I need to be out there screaming and yelling, like, yeah, I'm the man. I'm the-. No, it's all good, babe. I support you. I love you. Do what you got to do. And then, but then when it's my turn i expect you to do the same thing right you know what i mean sit down take a step back make me look good that's what a healthy relationship is supposed to look like the problem is people compete yes who has the power yes why does it matter we're on the same team we're both winning why do you make it seem like one of us wins Mm. the lack of communication and a lack of authenticity within the relationship my man there we go now so he found if your relationship has some challenges one challenge may simply be balance lack thereof maybe somebody has way too much or somebody has less vice versa wow you're hitting it already yeah, bro. Man, podcast done. That's it. Back All it right, up. Cool. Back it great. Up. <laughs> great meeting you. I'm gonna fly back to Austin. Wow, man, just it's just crazy. Yeah. So I guess it transits to my next question. Then, what is the best way for anybody to build confidence while dating? Like, what do they need to do? Men or women? Let's do both. Let's start with women first. Okay, so for women. I mean, we can do on a human level. Yeah, I figured. Confidence is built through one thing and one thing only. Repetition. Facts. Okay. So now let's make confidence an even deeper topic. Mm-hmm. The things that we perceive as confident revolve around three aspects of our life. Relationships, health, and finances. If you are feeling like you're in a place that's not so great at this moment or you're stumped or you're stagnant, I suggest you focus on these three aspects. Build your money. Work on yourself. Because financial security makes you feel extremely different how, of how you show up in oh, situations. you walk different. 100%. Relationships, your friendships and family are basically the pre-relationships. If you can't hold good friendships or good family ties, you're not going to be able to hold a real relationship. So learn how to treat your friends well. And if you have problems with your friends, discuss it, communicate. Because guess what? That's repetition. That's how you're building your confidence. Because if you can hold great relationships with your friends, guess what? You're going to be able to hold great relationships with your significant others. Yes, there's another level. There's a deeper level of intimacy that Mm. is incorporated within a relationship but the idea is still human behavior right and it's still understanding what makes people tick and what makes you feel comfortable enough to be themselves around you right and you do that through your friendships hmm. through your relationship to your cousins whatever. right 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 and then last but not least health just staying shape being fit doing something that makes you feel active it allows the blood to flow within your body you know that's a good feeling you release endorphins, you know what I mean? You in- increase dopamine, serotonin. It's extremely healthy for you. And that's a great way. Like I said, you go to the gym, you're building, you look better, you're a lot happier the way you show up. And you also feel like you're doing something bigger than yourself. Right, right, right. This is one thing that I learned from one of my old mentors. Uh, he passed away, rest in peace, Stefan Arnio. And he basically talked about the four stages that a man goes through. Mm. Okay. The first stage is the slave. Okay. Slave is a man with no purpose. He's a man that just drifts through life. Uh, he mm. doesn't know what's going on. He's a slave to his parents, family, religion, financial institution, right. job, whatever. And basically, a lot of people never leave this stage. It's like 80% mm. of the people, they stay in the stage. They just don't know that there's more out there to right. life. So right. they just stay there. Here's the thing. If that man discovers his purpose and starts focusing towards his purpose, starts working towards it, he goes to the second stage, which is the warrior stage. And the warrior stage is basically a man that wants to develop who he is. So let's say he wants to be a doctor. He wants to be a lawyer. He goes to med school. He goes to law school. He wants to be an entrepreneur. He develops a skill. Now he's a so now he's in the second stage. The sad reality is girls don't want a slave or a warrior. Mm. What they want is the next two phases. If that man 
lives within his purpose and starts tackling it on and actually achieving it and doing well within it, he goes to the third stage. The third stage is a man who's living in his purpose, and it is the knight. Mm. The problem is the knight is a man who hasn't fought his demons. Oh, He is a man with purpose. He is a man that makes money. He's a man that is successful, but hasn't really battled himself, you know? He still hurts people to get what he wants. He sleeps around because he wants, he's trying to fill a void that he couldn't fill when he was younger. He's still tackling things that are deeper than him. If that man fights his demons and is able to overcome it, he goes to the fourth and final stage, just king. And a king is the most powerful stage you can be at because it is a place where you are now focused on one thing, one thing only, and that is your purpose. It is about building your legacy and it is about building and changing the world for all the legacies under you. Mm. And it is the closest thing you'll ever get to divine because it's when you and your significant other can actually create. And that is the closest thing to divinity. It's creation, production. Mm. That is when you're truly ready to just like spread your seed, but also like have an offspring or a child that can also help impact and change the course of the world. Wow. Okay. So everybody aspired to be obviously a king, but you do start in maybe, as he said, the slave, aka peasant. I don't know, because we're thinking of medieval everyone's times, a, so. Everyone's a slave. Everyone starts <laughs> off as a slave, no matter how you look at it. Right. And it's like, all a king is, he's ready to build an empire. And he's not distracted by the females. He's not distracted by the money. He's not distracted by any of that stuff. He's only focused on one thing and one thing only. How can I save the world in the best possible way? Mm. It's not about him anymore. It's about service. And once you get to that place, that is when you can officially say you're a king. Two-part question to your explanation. One is a little bit more of a devil's advocate. You said confidence is repetition of doing something many times. 100%. What happens if you have somebody, and I even have an example, someone who says they can sing, but they go in the mirror and they can't sing. Like, you know, not like, oh, in the bathroom, like trying to sing. I'm like, oh, you know, sing along. I'm like somebody who thinks they can actually professionally sing. For example, I think growing up, we all watched like American Idol. There was always yeah. this one guy who kept coming on, which at this point, it was just stage presence and they just needed him as like the idol. But he always kept coming on and he could not sing, but he always kept coming back. So would you say he's confident in the fact that he can't sing or feels that he's confident he can't sing so you know, I, I wanted to pick you, you know, well, ask see, you your thought on that. Here's the thing. A lot of things can be learned. Mm -hmm. It's just about having the, the repetition of practice. If singing is his passion. He can still be in the music space without actually singing. Mm. You know, it's not black and white where it's like, oh, I want to be a singer. So I have to like, no, you can literally sing on the side, but also you can manage artists. You can train them because the things that don't work for you, you might be able to teach in other people. Boom. Hey, it's your Late Chanel crew. Listen up. Listen, we just dropped the ebook using our 13 years of being together and put it into the top 25 tips we feel you need to be in your best relationship ever. Whether you're single, in a relationship, in a situationship, married, it don't matter what the status is, these tips are curated specifically by us in order to help you be a better you. So hit that link, download our ebook so you can have a long-lasting love life. <laughs> you know again it's like being creative being open right life isn't this like i do this i do this i do this and i get this life is i do this wow that did not work at all now i'm taking two steps back okay but i did this now i'm five steps forward right but oh this definitely failed 10 steps back and then something goes well and it's a like hundred steps forward that's life and if you're not able to take the blows but also adapt and innovate in these situations mm -hmm. are you really living mm. wow Good answer. Great answer. So my second part question is, since we're talking about purpose and a man and a woman, how does one define their purpose? Obviously, it's very individual task, but how does one go about at least discovering what their purpose is and then tackling it? So with my like my mentorship, I actually have I, one of the, one of the weeks we actually talk about purpose defining and mm -hmm. we just spend a whole entire week just trying to figure out where your purpose is or where your head is at in terms of developing purpose. And usually purpose is something that you can do that doesn't feel like work. Something you enjoy doing that hopefully one day you can learn to monetize. Mm. You know, like right now, do you like podcasting? Yes. Cool. So communication might be your purpose. Mm. It's not really podcasting. 
it's your ability to communicate and present to a and broadcast to a bigger audience. Okay. So you see what I mean? There's the macro and there's the micro. There's right. a macro purpose, which is communication. The micro purpose is podcasting. Okay. So for me, my macro purpose, coaching. My micro purpose, relationships, sales. You know, but it's still around the idea. I love speaking, but again, it still goes around the idea of coaching because I'm still teaching. So if you look at an even grander scale, my purpose is teaching. When you look at it in systems, I break down everything in systems. The reason why I've been really successful is because I have a system for everything. <laughs> so when I break down purpose, I don't break it down as like, oh, it's just an intuitive thing that I just found and discovered. No. Right. It's like, what is something that I'm really good at? Communicating. Helping people, making people feel inspired, getting them out of their own way and allowing them to be successful. Whether it be dating, whether it be money, whether it be fitness, I don't care what it is. If I get in a conversation with you, I'm going to change your life nice. one way or another. I know I'm good at that. Got it. How can I monetize that? Well, there's speaking, there's podcasts, there's coaching programs. Okay. Let me do one. How does it work? Works beautiful. Let me use another outlet. It's still my purpose, but I'm breaking it down in a way and I'm testing it out. Again, you also have to realize I tried being a life coach or I tried being a coach. Sophomore year of college, mm. failed. I remember having one of my friends did it for we I was be my client for one hour. Just sitting there and talk. And we got to our session. I'm sitting here and I'm like, he's like, So what's up? I'm like, I don't know. Like, start. Yeah. I guess they tell me about your problem. You know what I mean? I had no idea. Right. Looking back now, that was like what, ten plus years ago? Right. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, things have changed. Right. But the purpose was always there. I just didn't have the skills to really live it in that moment. And then I did public speaking. Then I did acting. Then I did modeling. Then I went to New York and New York broke me. You see how all these things now got me ready and prepared mm. to go back to being a life coach. Because my soul always knew it. My heart always knew what I needed to be and how I was going to help people. It just wasn't the right time. Wow. And that's what I always tell people. Sometimes it's not the right time. Mm. And it's okay. It's completely fine. Now just develop the skills and try other things because you'll never know until you feel I've tried everything. I've published books, I've podcasts, I've done everything. And the thing I like the most is having a course, I like coaching people. I like speaking. But it doesn't mean I haven't tried <laughs> everything under the sun. Right, 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 right. You know? Hmm. Wow. My man is coming through. We should have had you earlier on the show, man. I mean, everything happens for a reason. Everything right happens time. for a reason. You know, and that's very a very strong point you brought. Like a lot of things are supposed to happen, but just maybe not in time. So people have to develop that patience, even though it feels really tough. And challenging to be like, it's supposed to happen now. Because I'll be honest with you, sometimes I feel like that, and this is not even, well, this is relationship, wait, but like sometimes I feel like that with the podcast. I'm like, yo, it should be further, right? But I'm like, hey, remember, you just started a year ago and you haven't really even truly tapped into the full potential and you haven't really like gone into it. So like you said, it's not necessarily a demon of mine, but it's like fighting yourself like, hey, dude, remember, you're still on a good track or you're still on a good yeah, track. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, man, you're aggressing. Like, what are you going to do next? Wow. You got me reevaluating myself, brother. Good. And it's not even about me. It's supposed to be about <laughs> everybody else. I'm glad, man. <laughs> Inspiring. It's what I was talking about, man. See? We have one conversation. It's gonna change your life. Oh man. So I feel like I need to do something different now. Not 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 communicating the podcast. <laughs> like feels like I need to do something else. I, I don't know. Maybe I need to be coaching too. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let's do it. I mean, I know I, I'm I'm pretty good at teaching and going through a lot of intricacies and different things, but um, it's relational. It's sensational. <laughs> We're gonna keep it here. We're gonna keep it here. With your profession, right? What successes have you helped people accomplish? And I feel like this is a very open-ended question. Yeah, yeah. I've got a bunch of people married. I mean, that's pretty good. One of my most impressive feats is as a dating coach, not even like business coach. Right. This man left his job, literally left his job, started his own company, and now his company's worth $2.7 I just wish based we could name drop, but I won't ask you. Just based on the stuff he learned in my relationship coaching course. Because here's mm -hmm. the thing, I'm going to be real with you guys for all my audience. Like, I sell relationships, but I give you transformation. All right. And the big thing about that is people don't know what they want until they get it. There was like a very famous Ford quote. He's like, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Right, right, you right, right. You can't think like that. And sometimes I'll, for guys, I'll sell them the fact that they can get a lot of options. They can get a lot of girls. They can get that dream wife. But it's not about that. It's about making you better. Right. And once they join my program, 
that's when they become better and they realize, wow, I don't really care about getting the girls like I did before. Also because I'm getting a lot of them right now, but I also realize that my life means so much more than just chasing tail. Mm. You know what I mean? Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Fair. An emotional man is easily manipulated. 100%. 100%. He could be swayed in. Yeah, 100%. So a man and woman, because obviously we're talking about both, just really have to learn how to control and maintain their emotions and let it not control them. There's one thing I teach. It's called reactive versus non-react. And this is one of the most important philosophies I've ever learned in my entire life. Never let people get to you. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is never show them that they're getting to you. And so let's put it in perspective. When I was a little kid, you can't see you because I have my headphones in, but I had my ears stick out. Super self-conscious about that. Super insecure. And people would always make fun of me. Like, oh, you have big ears. What are you going to do? You're going to fly away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really insecure to a point where when I was younger, I really tried to like have like a bandant, band, like, uh, you know, the headbands. Right. So, and I would sleep on it because I was hoping my ears would like get, Wow. it was no, it was like, it was deep, but again, this is what I'm talking about, the deep internal trauma that nobody really wants to talk about. And it wasn't until, I want to say, like a few years back when I really got into dating coaching, I really understood it. Now when people say, oh, well, you got big ears. Well, they're trying to make fun of me. Oh, you have such big ears. I'm like, and you don't even know the best part. Mm. They get 93 channels and I'm always flying first class. So come on, <laughs> come on. Who's really winning right now? All I right. said that means I just can hear really well, but that works too. But you get creative with it. Yeah. And then from there, they're just like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You just took power away from them because mm. you were trying to get a reaction out of me. If you got a reaction out of me, I would have been under your control. Right. You didn't get that. You know what's funny? you say that i do that now with my name right so i have a very easy but caribbean name it's kemar right but a lot of people butcher it and put an a so they say kamar or they put kumar so like the places that where i'm at where they are uh, calling like kamar i'm like who are you talking about like i'm like oh that's some other guy i'm like oh 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 that's me i, I forgot i gotta remember you talking about me <laughs> or another thing is like at the job they would ask for a, a kumar or kamar i'm like mm, let me see if i could transfer you over to him and then i said but if i transfer you it is an older gentleman and he's about 60 65 or so and every time he gets transferred he gets mixed up with kamar and kumar so he's like i just want to make sure you're, you're actually looking for this person i'm like oh hmm hold on wait i need this person imagine i'm on the phone talking to him the whole time i'm like you're probably looking for kimar here i am <laughs> so i make a whole joke out of it man so what's how you supposed to do yeah. it because it lightens the mood and you take power away from what was supposed to try to what they were trying to do right and in a sense that's really what happens with guys and girls when girls try to make fun of you it's like they want to see if you're going to react mm. and again an emotional man is extremely easy to manipulate right so if, if a girl is trying to tease you and be like you're not funny well i mean i'm funny on tuesdays but just right. tuesdays she's now thrown off and she's like because of the unpredictability now she's interested mm. my man is dropping boop, boop, boop. Listen, Gems. It's not even going to start an attraction formula. Oh. But we'll get into it. Start, please. Whoa, okay. Now, now, see, I piqued your interest. <laughs> Listen, man, the attraction formula is simple. Excitement plus tension equals attraction. And what I mean by excitement is your ability to connect. So here's the thing, man. When you do one of these things, mm -hmm. you get negative reactions in either way. When you connect too much, you get friend-zoned. Mm -hmm. When you challenge too much, you come off as an a-hole. Right. When you do the middle ground of both, you're just right. Mm. So what do I mean by connecting? Connecting is like having those deep conversations. Right, right, right. Getting into it. And then challenging is taking a step back and being like, come on, but I'm not that easy, though. Stop. What do I look like? You know what I mean? I'm at least a solid sirloin steak. If she said that to you, you'd be like, maybe like a McDonald's patty. <laughs> Wendy's. But you see what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not being insulted. I'm just joking. Right. All right, right. Maybe with fries. Maybe with Ah, a milkshake a okay, milkshake okay, okay you see tonality is everything because me and me and another person can say the same thing but i promise you he'll get a different reaction tonality 
But I'm making it fun. I'm making it playful. Mm. Even like a situation where I'm walking in the street and I have a girl with me, and we haven't had that like touch barrier broken yet. So what I'll do is, and it's like the street will be completely empty, and I'm like, listen, listen, I want you to get across the street safely. So like, you're gonna have to hold my arm, and I have her grab my arm. In that moment, what we're doing is building attraction. She feels close to me, and as soon as we get to this, I'm like, all right, cool, that's it. Stop. Mm. I did my part. All right, you're safe. Thank God. Right. Or like if I'm walking in the street and a girl is like right next to me, but she's on the side of the street, I'll make a joke and then be like, listen, this is not about you. I just really like walking on the side of the crosswalk I mean, right. on the side of the street and I'll right. push her that what I'm doing is I'm showing that I'm a gentleman right. and I care about her but I'm doing it in a funny way that is challenging mm. and it's not like you have me yet I'm interested but you still gotta work a little bit harder funny you say that because getting together with my wife in our high school days I remember we were somewhere and granted we took the bus and went somewhere blah 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 we had got to a street and I said oh wait I just realized can you like honestly I've been in a car accident before like where I've hit my car right so I was like oh remember how I got in a car accident she's like yeah what happened I said so sometimes you know I need somebody to hold my hand when I cross the street perfect she ate it up and went with it and I was like oh thank you I really appreciated that and ever since then married boom <laughs> that's the key man <laughs> just keep take your dates onto streets and be like all right yo, not the streets not the streets y'all everyone's listening to me no don't take her to the streets just walk and find a nice sidewalk right and just plant it oh damn plant a seed that sounds so much worse ah uh, i feel like marv right now man i feel like i feel like marvin like dave drop hints drop hints ah jeez go. um hints. i gotta get i gotta get out of here man I, 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 this, is, this is too much <laughs> dropping hints dropping hints that's what it is yeah wow okay next one way to ask is do you i mean you already answer the question but do you truly only coach people in the dating realm and do you also coach couples it's like i know obviously you coach singles in dating but do you only coach them in dating or is it, it sounds like it's universal and then do you coach uh, couples listen man i'll be honest with you in terms of dating coaching i only do referrals now Ooh. so i only like if you're referred to me that's by strong. like by a friend that's the only time i'll do it. other than that i don't want to work with people i've done it for six years it's good i've scaled my company to a very successful place mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and because of that success i actually got poached by another company to be a sales coach for them and i'm now fully focused on business coaching sales coaching helping men and women scale their businesses take it to the mm. next level i still do dating coaching but again it's not like you got to come as a referral Right. Or I won't take the call. That's fair enough. You know what I mean? I've literally heard every single problem you could possibly hear as a dating coach. Okay, I feel like there's, for me at least, there's not a lot, really a lot of room for growth anymore. I want a new excitement. I want a new challenge. I want a new perspective. I still love what I do, but it's that true, like, crazy excitement. Mm, you know? Okay. I keep oh. it real. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Would you consider yourself a modern day hitch, but better? 100% oh, better. 100% <laughs> better. I love Will Smith. You know, I mean, there was some controversy at the end of what happened. You know what I mean? Right. But, so it's funny because when I actually started working with NYC Wing Woman, one of the things we did is I would go out with my clients in public and I would help them talk to women. Mm. But what I would do is I would actually had a microphone on them and I had an earpiece and I would hear their conversations. I would literally follow them like I'm their bodyguard, mm. but like a far away. And I would hear how they would talk to the woman. I would tell them how to fix it, how to change it. And it would be a live feedback. Mm. Like, All right, do this, change this. And I would show them how it's done. I'd have the microphone on myself and they would be listening to how I'm talking to these girls. And be like, oh, Crazy. that's how you do it. It was like exactly like Hitch. You know what I mean? It wasn't until recently where we kind of digitized everything right, 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 and right. brought it to like, you know what I mean? Like Virtual online, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Before that, it was all in person, man. We also did like mock dates mm. where I'd have them work with one of our coaches. They'd go on a pretend date, and in that date, they would like she would call them on what they're doing right, what they were yeah, doing coaching wrong. Coaching them through the date. Bingo. No, no, but it was after the date. Oh, so it was a real okay, date. Okay, it was okay. a real date, and then at the end, be like, all right, do this better, do this enough. You didn't like touch me when I said this. You didn't do that. You didn't pay. You walked out. All these big things play a big factor into it. Wow, I would hate to see myself or my wife in the dating world today because we do not know how to date. Different world, man. Because we we've been together since we was twenty one. Well, we got married at twenty one, but we've been high school so been together. So we truly don't know like the nuances. Like, oh, you're supposed to do this, do that, do this, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like come at the audience right now. I love y'all, but a lot of people nowadays, man, are scared. Facts.
scared of putting themselves out there. 100%. They're scared of being vulnerable. And one thing that I say for me is the only way a girl attracts me now is if she's vulnerable initially. I need you to start off strong. I need you to be so confident within yourself that you're, that you're okay being vulnerable on the first date. Mm. If you are, go. I don't want to know your life story. Right. But like, I want you to be okay with saying you had a good time on this date. Right. Yeah, fair enough. But be like, yo, I had a one date recently and this girl said something to me and it was so simple, but it was, she was like, I had a really good time. My heart is happy right now. Oh. And I was like, damn, I love that authenticity. She wasn't worried about, oh, I'm going to text him in three days. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna. She yeah. was like, listen, I like you. And I mean, I would love to see where this goes. And if you don't like me, I'm okay with that. Wow. She's so attractive because it shows that her self-esteem isn't connected to my validation. Mm. If that's not hot, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? Wow. I've read every single book on psychology dating manipulation every book on like how to get people to do what i want and if i have to play tricks no good to get you what's our foundation built off of it's no good wow it's like starting a foundation off a lie 100 i don't want that quicksand boom so let's save my time let's save my trouble i like heartbreak i just don't want to deal with it mm. that's why i want authenticity in the beginning and then from there i want us to have our problems i don't want us to be able to communicate over our problems right. how can we overcome it how can we get better how can we grow together Right. Authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability is a great way to start as per dating coach. Not even it's relational or Mr. Relational. Mr. Ahmad, he yeah. said it. Not me. And I agree. 100%. 100%. Because if you have to show this hard exterior when you go on a first date or go on any kind of date, it's just like, well, what's the point? Well, like I said, most of these men, they, they're confident within themselves. They walk into a room. I don't need you to be happy. I don't need you to smile. I don't need all these things from you to like, it's like how you show up. Mm. Like, I can have a conversation. I can tell a girl I really like her on the first date. I, you know how people say, oh, well, don't tell them that don't right, tell me like right, them right, right. it's not about what you say it's about how you say it i'm super busy i don't really have the time i don't have that much time but i had a good time tonight and i definitely would want to see you again okay. you see how i said that i didn't say in a desperate way right but i'm willing to give you some of my time so do you want to do it yes or no no cool. mm. awesome have a great day see you later and walk away look at that simple you know simple and concise straight yeah. to the point but like you said it doesn't come out of like desperation i think that's a lot of thing too either lack of vulnerability or desperation like you look too thirsty if you will that's a whole nother thing there's this thing i read this book and it's a phenomenal book uh, it's called letting go the pathway to surrender mm -hmm. and it's not even about relationships but it drops so many gems and they said that when one partner feels like they are losing the other person's affection feelings whatever they will basically be good again or like excel their expectations just to get them back to in abusive relationships let's say that the two people are like one person is kind of getting sick and tired of it like i'm done i don't want to do this anymore and as soon as this girl or guy wants to just like leave the relationship the other partner now starts doing the things they did in the first day showing up again being exciting and just basically decording them and dating you again what that person is doing is they're actually taking away the other person's choice mm. it's on a very very deep subconscious level and when you change somebody or you basically make them do something they're not completely confident or it's not their complete choice right they're going to build subconscious resentment. And mm. that resentment grows and grows and grows to a point where it explodes. So what's going to happen is this person's going to come back. He's going to do everything great. She's going to take him back. Amazing, dandy. And then guess what? As soon as she gets comfortable, he gets comfortable back where she is, wrapped around his finger, he's going to go back doing exactly what he did. And the mm. cycle repeats over and over again. It's like a, a mouse and cheese. You're leaving. Here's cheese. Come back. <laughs> You're about to leave. Oh, no, no, no. I got some more cheese. Right, 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 right. Bait but and switch. That's it. Mmm. Woof. My heart is full. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on a date? Is that what it is? I mean, listen, listen. My wife is there. I was about to talk so much. <laughs> oh, you beat me to it. You beat me to it, man. I was ready. Listen, I was ready I'm to learning. Roast. I'm learning from you. Listen, I don't have these conversations and not learn Are you on the me? spot. Are you? No, no, no. Now, no, no, now no, I want no. you more. That's it. That's, no, no, that's no, what no, it's it not is. A rejection. It's just maybe later. Or you're playing games. You're playing games. All I'm right. Playing listen, this is we're building a foundation off a lie. All right. It's not what I want right now, bro. I apologize. I apologize. You know, let's start fresh. My name is Kimar. Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm starting to wind down my questions, but what are some challenges you have encountered while coaching? Maybe the client or maybe yourself personally, like combine it into two. Like, let's, let's see what you have. Okay, so I'll give you clients and I'll give you myself. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you my situation and relationships. Right. Okay. For clients, the biggest things that I usually see is a lot of clients kind of have a lot of self-living beliefs, you know, and they're so in their head that they're paralyzed and they're afraid to take the first step, you know, so like talking to the girl, approaching her, they're like literally paralyzed in fear. Like I have anxiety, I have this. I'm like, yeah, you do, but you also haven't tried to get out of it. You haven't like, yes, you've taken drugs. Yes, you've done all these different things, but it's like, and this is like exposure therapy. Have you actually tried to talk to a girl and get rejected? Mm. Okay, what happens? She says, no, all right, God. Did anything else? Did she hit you? Did she smack you? Did she like, did you get killed? No, okay, cool. So one thing I always bring it back, this is going to get super deep, but I'm like, all fear comes from is the fear of death. Everything is the fear of death. You're afraid that if a girl rejects you, it's like prehistoric times where it's like if at the village, they kicked you out, they shunned you, and that correlated with death because if you were by yourself, you were going to die. Mm. That's such an old prehistoric, you know what I mean, archaic belief but it's deeply ingrained in us right so now if a girl rejects us we think we're gonna die mm. nothing to do with that so once you get over the fear of death in terms of like what's the worst that can happen just like with jobs just like with people in general if somebody rejects you boohoo if she doesn't want to be with you boohoo you'll find other people boom you know there's the idea of like one itis i think one itis is the biggest bs mm. and the reason for that is because like finding the oh the, the right one or the perfect one no 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 no, no. that doesn't exist right. i had a client come to me married three times she was like the first one oh well this was the batman was my first love he was my love everything but, but he wasn't he it wasn't after like she got divorced oh he wasn't really my first love god put him in my life so i can find my second love <laughs> got it got it so what about the second one he wasn't my real love either because god put him in my life to find my third one i'm like so it's funny god's gonna keep putting people in your life to find your life he's like yeah well that's just how it is i'm like that's such mm. a load of crap 100 percent because at the end of the day, there are so many people that can relate, that can compare, that can be compatible with us. And I think we think there's only one, but this really is not. Right. I stopped because I'm, I thought of something great to mention. Love isn't enough. Of course. It never is. It's never enough. And I think the people think is, oh, I want this romance. It's romance lifestyle. What I see in Hollywood, movies. what I see in mm -hmm. movies, what I see in all. And the reality of it is there's so much more. Like, compatibility is yes. so, so important. And if you don't have compatibility with love, man, what is... It's, 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 What's love got to do with it? Once romance is done, then what? <laughs> Talk to me. You know, so that, that thing, for me, the biggest thing is like limiting beliefs. Because if you can get past the limiting beliefs, you're going to get success. Right. The material works. The tools work. I just need you to stop complaining and just get stuff done. The system works. You just have to apply the system. Listen, man, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna reject a thousand plus people to have success. Who's the problem? You or them? <laughs> well, you know, somebody with self-limiting beliefs would say everybody else. But guess what? That's what we work on. Boom. The first four weeks, we don't even tap into communication. We just tap into who you are as a person. Let's make you better. Then once that happens, we'll tap into communication. You versus you, and you are always your biggest <laughs> critic and always your biggest cheerleader. 100%. There was one thing, uh, I was in the works of possibly doing a TEDx talk, and one thing I wanted to talk about was romance is killing relationships. And the idea is, like, if you think about the concept, like, romance is a man-made thing. I think it was really brought to life during Shakespeare's era. Mm -hmm. He made Romeo and Juliet. He started creating all these plays. And people started falling in love with this idea of true love. Right. Before that, people got married for utility. You're the baker's son. I'm the blacksmith's daughter. Makes sense. Let's get together. Yeah. Let's put our businesses together. Let's put our kingdoms together. You know, it was like what helped us as a whole or helped our communities or our families. Right. Now everybody wants to fall in love. The difference between these two relationships is one is just based off an emotion that is a high. And the other one is based on a specific foundation and a specific right. goal. So when that happens, now there's more value to that because at the end of the day, it's not just about love. It's about what we're trying to achieve together. When you just want to have love and romance, then as soon as that's why a lot of people get divorced nowadays because they built the whole relationship off the idea of love and romance. And then as soon as the romance is done, as soon as they're not courting each other, as 
soon as they're not going on these cute fancy vacations he doesn't love me no no no, no, no. it's not that he doesn't love you it's just that challenges are different mm. and compared to those people before they actually had to work through the challenges because they realized it wasn't about them it was about their goals right. so how can i see past your differences how can you see past my differences how can we work together because it's not about us it's about mm. our family you know what i mean it's about our that's deep i mean wow wow what you got when love is done <laughs> Wow, my man, you you killing it. Well, let me rephrase. I hope so. I hope rephrase. So. You're doing a mighty saving fine it. job. You're saving yeah, it. You're saving <laughs> it. You're doing a mighty fine job. I appreciate that, man. Man, so wow. I'm sorry. I'm a little wild. I'm a little floored. You know, you, you you've definitely like captivated my mind. And I just I, wanna, I'm happy. You know, I'm just I'm like really feel. I, I wish Deanne was here. <laughs> she would have been blown away. I wish she was here. This would have yeah, been a good one to have yeah. both your perspective. Man, so that just means I do. If you, if you say if you say. <laughs> Marvin started this. Marvin started this. <laughs> so you got to come back for part two. I mean, hey, man, we can talk about it. One thing I will say before, and I hope this helps a lot of people, is like, this is going to be tough to hear. The healthier you get, the harder it becomes to find a relationship. Expand. And the reason why I say that is because the healthier you get, you start realizing that a lot of the issues that might have triggered you in the past weren't really about your partner. And it was about your perception to them. And here's the thing. You understand that and you are aware of that. The people you date aren't. So unless they're aware and unless they're working on being better as well, you're always going to have backlash because that's not their truth. And you can't force their truth on because remember what I said, if you try to change somebody, they're going to build resentment. Right. So you see this kind of paradox? Mm, I'm at a loss for words. It's tough, man. That's what I always say. Wow. Yeah. My man, <laughs> you really have me at a loss for words. Because now I'm thinking about it. You know what? I know I will keep this going, but I, I have questions I'm going to save for part two. So now that means you are predestined for a part two. Jeez. You're predestined for a part two. Whenever that time is, fine. But it just has to be before baby A. I won't say the full name <laughs> is born. It just has to be. Love it. So you got a couple months. April's the due date. Got due it. Due month. Pressure. Pressure's on. Pressure's on. Listen, anytime I'm back in New York, you'll be the first person I hit up. Hey, don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me too. You beat me to it. Don't tell him. He gave me hell. Like, Why did you tell him first? I'm like, I mess. I literally messaged him a minute after I messaged you. A minute. But he's like, you told him before. I'm like, I only told him November because we discussed that before. Again. Oh, man. All the audience, a lot of tension. All right. We all hate each other. All right. That's what I hate is a strong word. 100%. Maybe, maybe a very strong dislike. This man's making it nice. I, I hate I you, Marv. If you're watching, I hate <laughs> you. Dave, you too. You're not getting off this easily. Both of y'all. <laughs> got a big nose and a, and, and a short. Short. I'm going to mouth shut. <laughs> I mean, I won't lie. I did expect Marvin to be a little taller. I expected Dave to be taller too. I expected Dave to be at like six four. Oh yeah, no, no, no. definitely. Yeah. He has he got six four energy. Yeah, he do. <laughs> he got. Six, I mean, but Marv got six four energy too. He do. No, 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 no. But, no, like, but like, like Marv's like a Chihuahua. You know what I mean? Like, but he he comes with a pa- his bite. It has power. Right, right, right. But right. like, we gotta roast him. You know oh what I mean? man, sheesh. No, but I'll, I'll joke aside though. He's the, the man, the myth, the legend. He taught me everything I know. You know what I mean? I I wouldn't be as successful as, as Who's Marvin. Marvin, one hundred percent, my mentor. Oh, I look up to him. You know what I mean? He's a you mean. I mean, I'm for, like, you know, height-wise, you look down to him, but you you mentally look up to him. There it is. This is, this is payback. This is, oh. exactly, this is payback. This is payback. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I heard your podcast with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is payback. This is payback. <laughs> but we spoke good things about you. Exactly. Oh, no, he, now, said, he said your ears, ears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now he didn't say, oh, now you said that. No, he did. I said, yo, he got nice eyes. He got mesmerizing eyes. So that's a compliment. So now we got to hype him up. No, I'm hyping you. Up. No, no, but now we gotta hype Marvin up because he hyped us up. Ah, right, you're right, you're right. My he, bad. He's take off. He, he's take off already. He's good. He's good. So as you can see, we just like to have a good time, but I you have it. to have you know very captivated and you know thought provocative questions, and just that's why we always like to have certain guests come on. A lot of guests come on because everybody brings different value, and this is amazing value that Ahmad has brought. So I hope you learned a lot from him. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot. So make sure, as always, to follow him everywhere and anywhere he's available, and even you know take a shot. 
Take his course. Buy his course. I will know. You got to come through a referral. Hey, come on. Come, come through me. I'll vet you. And see if you're worthy to go. Let me stop. That's that's not worth that worthy. That's, 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 that's low, that's low guys, listen. I, I don't take as many clients anymore. But it's like I like I only work with people if I really have to, and I want to like if somebody really needs it, 100. percent But there's a lot of dating coaches you guys can work for. And again, I'm I'm all about feeding everybody else. I'm not one of these like competitive people that's gonna like no, nah, I'm not gonna sell you. Just it's either if you want to make change, it, I will tell you it's expensive. So if you want to make change, you you're ready for it. Shoot them a message. Let me know. But other than that, you can, if you want to find me, you can find me on Emon Speaks at. Eight speaks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean on Instagram. That's pretty much it. You can see my website, but again, just let you guys know. Full disclosure: I'm not really big into marketing the dating stuff anymore. Right. You know. But oh, you, what? you got you. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Imad or Ahmad? Honestly, man, a fun fact. Right. I actually don't know how to pronounce my name in English. <laughs> I've heard so many variations of my name that at this point, whatever sounds close, I'll take it. I heard Imad, Imad, Imad. Like at this point, I'll take Imad. Uh-huh. But like in Arabic, it's like it's like it's Imad, and people can't use the the little throat thing. Do it again. Ahmed. Ahmed. You see exactly my point. That's how, that's what I mean. <laughs> so, I'm Jamaican. I'm Jamaican. I apologize. <laughs> apologies. So, Ahmad. That's like Jamaican. I literally Ahmad speaks. That's literally it. It's like I. It's like the Apple products. Yeah. But they got rid of the pods and put the mad. Mm. That's it. So you're a product of Apple. Where's Marv, man? Where's Marv for this? Where's Marv? <laughs> As you can see, my all, all jokes aside, though, I, I love, I, I love all y'all, man. This yeah. is, I, honestly, thank you so much. Uh, nothing but great things about Dave, Chisel Adonis, Marv, you, man. Welcome to, the, you know, welcome to the squad at this point. Hey, you know what I mean? Hey, the, it, swag surfing, you know, we out here. We're, we're out here to grow, man, and it's such a beautiful thing to see all of you guys flourish in your own respective space. Appreciate it. Appreciate honestly, it. Honestly, it's been honestly honor to be here. And uh, unless you have more, I, I do. Don't close it down now. I thought, yeah, I, thought, I, thought yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were we shooting. Me. We were shooting the breeze. I mean, oh, you know, oh my it, bad, my uh, bad. Uh, let me, like, let me, let me, let me shut up. All right, no, no, no. All right. So to end it with the question of all questions for him, right? Oh, the question I have is, what is one tip you would give to somebody listening in to have a beautiful, long-lasting relationship based upon all the coaching and all the dating tips you've been given just overall in your courses? Let go of all expectations. Boom. Say that again. Let go of all expectations. Why? Because life doesn't go as perfectly as we always planned. The people that plan, it's like, uh, this is one of my favorite quotes. It's like, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Valid. That's it. At the end of the day, it's like, if you sit here and you plan everything, you're creating this emotional attachment to that specific situation. And now if you don't get that outcome that you're looking for, you're going to suffer. Mm. You're going to constantly suffer, suffer. That's what happens in relationships all the time. You expect your partner to act this way. You expect your partner to do this for you. You expect things to happen in this manner. And when they don't, you suffer and you build resentment and it grows bigger and bigger. And if you don't communicate it, guess what? It's going to explode one of these days and it's going to affect your relationship long term. And sometimes you say things that you can't take back mm-hmm. and you can't heal specific wounds. And by then, it's sometimes it's too late. So when you let go of all expectations, you're always surprised. You're always happy and whatever. Ha- I think when I say always happy... I mean, like, you're always blessed and grateful for the opportunity to have that situation or circumstance happen to you. So let go of all of that, live life, communicate a lot, and just overall enjoy the moment you're in. Be grateful. How to let go of all the expectations? I'm asking you who, what, when, where, why now. Okay, so in terms of how to let go of expectations, yeah. don't create them. Simple answer. That's it. Like I said, if you're going on a date, you don't have, I want this date to be amazing. No, all right, I'm just going, to, I'm meeting this girl or I'm meeting this guy. See how it goes. Mm. When? What do you mean when? When to let go of expectations? In, well, if you're not creating them, there's no, there's no, there's no time to like. I mean, well, I, that's that's a good question. I don't like look at it as like. I mean, always. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to stump you. Yeah, yeah, no, always. I'm like, <laughs> when do you like? I'm. Like, is there like a specific time where you like when? I told you I was gonna ask you who, <laughs> what, when, where, why. I'm trying to think about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm stressed. I'm like, my expectation. I gotta make this good. <laughs> I gotta hold up. I gotta let go. <laughs> no, but it's it's like it's actually you know we can dive a little deeper in that. When when you're tired of suffering. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord, lord. 
What are you trying to do, bro? What are you trying to do? I, I, I'm stumped now. I was trying to stump you. You stumped me. Sheesh. I'm not going to ask you no more questions. I don't want to be stumped. <laughs> I do not want to be stumped. Well, Ahmad, Imad, Edmond. I, 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 I tried. Oh, I tried. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming out. One small final question, irrelevant from the podcast. Yeah. Who are you rooting for in the World Cup? Argentina. Messi we'll needs to get his World Cup, man. We'll, we'll hold that. If he wins, he, you heard you heard it first. Oh, 100%. You heard it first. 100%. They're going to take it. That's such everybody watching. Listen, I know. It, I don't want this to be like we had a great relationship going through this podcast, but Argentina is going to take it. All right. Fair enough. That's it. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, unfortunately, I think I'm with the populace of Jamaica and the diaspora, but we're all going for oh, that's Brazil. Weird. Are they in there? No, no, oh. no, no, no. We're going for Brazil. Got like, it. The whole country's going Got for it. Well, Brazil. That definitely just ruined our relationship. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm, cool. Well, this was great. Wow. Thank you again for coming on. <laughs> and as I wind up and close up, to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, and a great night. Wherever you are in the world, stay blessed and be well.